Unlocking the Cage is recorded live on Twitch Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific at Manager's Comedy. Tune in to chat and share your opinions and help us unlock the cage. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Whether he's removing his face or on a criminal plane or a historical chase, we love Nick and his cage. Star of screen and stage, gonna watch him all day while he's screaming with rage, cause we're unlocking the cage. Hello and welcome to another episode of Unlocking the Cage. Chris. I heard you singing all into the theme song. Does that is that going to be the episode? I wish it. No, had. it's not going to be the episode. Sorry, <laughs> did it match up audio wise? Because it I, really did, actually, wow. which is surprising. That's incredible. Um, that's I remember the first uh, ten minutes of our last episode. Uh, you couldn't hear me talking. So, anyone in the audience, if there's any technical difficulties, please uh, tell me now. It is up. It is up. Yep. Um, all right, guys, we're back. It's episode thirty-one. Chris, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. It's a nice, uh, uh, nice day. We just got back from Palm Springs. Yeah, uh, we did. Chris, what was your favorite thing we did there? My favorite thing we did in Palm Springs was when we went uh, to the Salton Sea and saw really? the post-apocalyptic wasteland out in the middle of the desert. It was really crazy. It was really crazy. And like all the art by the water and stuff and it smelled weird and yeah. I liked, uh, I liked that we went to a tiki bar for the first time post pandemic. That was, that, that was really awesome. Yeah. I guess that was a nicer experience than <laughs> going to a giant, uh, sea made out of a uh, runoff from agriculture with just that's slowly dying and poisoning the air <laughs> the and the giant Valley. toxic yeah. dust clouds. Like it's literally a scene out of fallout is, is just a two, three hour drive from here. Speaking of uh, giant toxic dust clouds, uh, we are going to be talking about a bad movie today. Uh, it is Season of the Witch um, from 2011. Um, for those who are listening in podcast form, we record live on Twitch every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific. And I just said every Sunday, but we're actually switching to every other week now every that uh, the world is coming back again. So next week we'll be off and then we'll be back again on June 6th. Um, if you want to watch us on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash managers comedy. Uh, Twitch is twitch.tv slash managers comedy. And uh, yeah, the purpose of our show is to watch every single one of Nicolas Cage's 100 plus movies. We may never get there. We may get there maybe in 2023. Who knows? Hey, um, uh, speaking of toxic yes. gas clouds. Yes. Chris. I was a little slow on the button. <laughs> I have to ask you something, Chris. What? I need you to do the sound though. Oh, ready? Okay, yeah. what, what, what is the Oh, it's... I have to ask you something, Chris. A benevolent God will not ask such things of men! It's oh, not crap. A, okay. Our... <laughs> That's anyway. my response to you. <laughs> hey, and my response to that is... What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? Finally. Boom. Wow. All right. Now All right. Let's get it. our guest out here, guys. So, uh, guys, guy. Let's get our guest out here, guy. Um, Let's get our so... guest out here, guy. Very excited to have him. Uh, the only person who has seen more Nicolas Cage movies than we have that we've had on the show so far. More uh, Nicolas Boston. Cage movies than Nicolas Cage himself. That seen. may be possible. 100% true. Uh, he's an improviser from Boston. He's also looking for a job. So if you're hiring, uh, come on out. Adi Heller. Yes. There he is. Hi, Adi. How's it going? Well, let's get you some fun uh, music here.
<laughs> and we're back. All right. Uh, how you doing, Adi? I'm doing so good. I, was that the Trans-Siberian Orchestra? No, it's uh, it's the Con Air, uh, one of the Con Air action motifs that they do throughout the, the movie. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm fired up to, to be among my people. <laughs> Other folks who uh, have uh, taken on this quixotic pursuit. So tell us, how did you end up watching so many Nicolas Cage movies? Because I, I, I think more or less the same way you did, which is like... You see, you have a podcast too? No, no. <laughs> but but my, my understanding of your reasons are not that different, which is right. like, it's just fascinating. His, his entire existence and oeuvre is fascinating and dumbfounding and weird and exciting and sometimes good and sometimes so bad. And I just, I, I just snowballed toward it and realized at a certain point I had watched so many and I was enjoying it with friends that I was like, I will try to watch them all. Um, and, and I thought I was much, much closer to all of them when <laughs> I first talked about being on this pod. Uh, but I realized I, I spent more time with the IMDb and I think I'm at about 80%. So I'm probably at like somewhere in the like 70 to 90 movies range. That's still, still really good though. Yeah. Still much higher than a lethal dose of cage. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a couple of questions for you about this. Um, so for one, uh, how many of these did you make your wife watch? So few. So few. Okay. So she escaped most of them. She what she wants. Yeah. I don't make her watch stuff she doesn't want. Well, I don't mean make her, but how many of them, how many of them were she like, all right, I'll tolerate this. A lot of this watching was before we were at least like really, before we were living together. I understand. Yeah. So it was a little while ago. Okay, cool. And definitely before I had kids. So more than two and a half years ago. Okay, wow. cool. Um, some other questions. Uh if you just popcorn like a couple of your absolute favorites, like the ones that you're like, these are the best, what, yeah. what would you say? Um, I mean, I think uh, Tribe in Paradise is, is an underrated gem. Nice. I agree. Uh, yeah, I love that one. Um, I know you can't say Wicker Man is underrated, but I freaking love watching it. I've watched Wicker Man at least 10 times. <laughs> And with one of my friends that I used to watch Nick Cage movies with for his bachelor party, we rented a small theater and, and did a viewing. What? Yes. That's awesome. That's, yeah. what? Are you serious? Yeah. That's like incredible. <laughs> I did not see this coming. <laughs> Chris and I were talking a lot about bachelor and bachelorette parties because Palm Springs is like bachelorette party central. And yeah. Chris was like, what would you want for a bachelorette party? Hypothetically. And I, I now know the answer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Also, you're coming to Boston sometime, so we could watch a Nick Cage movie. We could rent out a theater. This yeah. is what a reenactment of that would look like. My buttons aren't working. Never mind. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> will, will, will you? So you'll be failing to use your soundboard while we're watching the movie. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. So another question. Uh. What are like. What are like the, if you, I mean, there's so many bad ones, but like, what are the ones that really stood out to you as being the worst of the worst? Ghost Rider 2. Oh, interesting. What? Spirit of Events. Yeah. Now, see, I, I disagree on that one, but we don't have to cool. get into that today. No, I should rewatch it. It's been a long time. Uh, I only saw it in the theaters, um, but it, it stuck out to me as, as not good. Um, knowing. I think knowing might be the worst. <laughs> Yes, I agree. It's real bad. I agree. It's, it's so bad. Um, there you go. That was yeah, what Chris the, was trying to pull up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay, yeah, I, I'm uh, Chris. What? So our current worst one is USS Indianapolis, right? That's still our worst one. I believe that is the current worst one. Yeah, uh, but I so, feel like that that crosses over into the enjoyably bad zone, whereas I feel like knowing is really in that not enjoyably bad zone. You you would think that, but. I don't know. We hated USS Indianapolis. We were like, how could this be a shipwreck movie with sharks and still be so terrible? There were a couple moments during that movie where it was like hilarious, like, but only a couple. And but yeah. knowing is like, uh, I remember I watched Half the it. battle. <laughs> yes. Hey, oh, no, it's also finishing the movie. Yes. It, they, they, that movie is like, I remember we went to like a late, late show and I did not stay awake through the whole show. And I was like a teenager or like early 20s and I was drinking a whole soda. So <laughs> I drank a soda before this. Nice. So you're ready to go. <laughs> Sunday. Um, all right. Well, last question. Uh, what are what are some of the ones that you just look at the IMDb that you're like, oh, I missed that one, but I actually am excited to see that or something, you know, you know something about it or whatever. Uh, sorry, I was not prepared for this question. Oh, it's okay. If you don't have it, are, are any any big ones that you're like, I know I haven't seen that one. How about um, that? No, they're none of the ones that I haven't seen are big. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're, but they're all of the last like five years. Okay, cool, cool. And there are a lot of them. Mandy, did you see Mandy? No, I haven't seen Mandy. Oh, oh that's one of our top ones. Ooh. Yeah, that Man, was uh, that was our number one for a while. How did and- a late era cage film make it into the top that has, it has no you know anything about this movie movies anymore if you it's know a... go ahead chris i was gonna say if you know anything about cage he will surprise you yeah exactly that's true and he's always got it in him he is he is a trained actor he, he's got it in him um what i want to see is running with the devil because i love Lawrence fishburne wait what and oh i don't know anything about that one it's from uh 2019 i, I know I, it's an action movie with him and Lawrence fishburne I assume they're either cops or running from cops or both. Or, or demons. Running. Yeah, like could there be. could be actual demons in this. <laughs> Who knows? Metaphor? No, it's a real demon. To keep with um, the theme of uh, musically lyric, uh, music title named movies? Yes. Are you transitioning to talking about our yeah, movie? Yeah, I was going to say Running with the Devil, and now we got this other one. Season of the Witch, yes. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this movie. Um, so... I'm going to give you, let me just tell you a little bit about this development of this movie. So this was a spec strip, a spec script written in 2000 is what this came from uh, by somebody who didn't have a lot of credits. I don't have the name with me, but uh, the movie itself was not made. Sorry, spec script was 2000 movie was made in 2011. So it took a long time. There was a lot of development on it, a lot of stuff changed. It was directed by Dominic Sena, who uh, we may remember from gone in 60 seconds, uh, another movie that we have covered on this podcast. Um, I found this quote that says sort of puts you at a, puts you a little bit in his career. So this, this, this had a really bad opening weekend, uh, box office wise, but the quote was that it is not the lowest of Nick Cage's career at that point. It was better than the wicker man next and Bangkok dangerous. So the fact that there's only three movies, what? Sorry. Next is amazing. Sorry. I love it. Yeah. We enjoyed next. Next was dumb as hell, but we enjoyed it. Um, so the fact that there's only three movies that are listed as having a lower lower box office than this says that this was like the beginning of the end <laughs> or the I, beginning of the downturn. I just can't believe he that next did worse than this. Apparently it did. Because next was maybe not good. long uh, term, but certainly for opening weekend box office. So this movie cost. Wait, actually, you guys want to guess what it cost? Ooh, 
just quick. I think there was big CGI budget for it. I'm gonna say, and they shot on location in two places. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna say, uh, I don't know. Chris, you guess. All right. Well, you got Cage in the movie. He's at least running them five mil. I don't know. You guys don't need to do a breakout. Uh, Just no, give I'm, me a number, guys. Come I'm gonna. On. I'm gonna say fifty. Okay. Yeah, that's where I was thinking too. Okay, it was 40, so close enough. All right, close enough. Um, I do think because they shot so many kind of scenes of them just sitting in the woods, they probably saved a lot of money for that. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of green screen stuff. Must have been um, but some it reshoots. Actually, they they yeah. saved money by not hiring any dialect coaches. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, not worrying about consistency at all in terms of accent. <laughs> Let's let's quickly talk about the, well you know what let's let's loop back to the accents we're gonna loop back to that because I have a lot of thoughts on that but yeah. um so this movie actually made money if you can believe it it made ninety one million wait what um, over yep. its cost ninety one million dollars at the box office after costing four forty so it prof so, the ninety one million of profit no fifty one million of profit oh <laughs> no. Um, there's a marketing budget you know there's a lot of line items but anyway yeah so it made money but it was mostly overseas so that's that's interesting like uh, uh was a successful movie overseas um, um can i jump in real quick yes so that makes a lot of sense to me I yeah watched all the way through the credits today which really annoyed my wife um <laughs> she's like wait you're still watching this um and, and like everyone who worked on the movie has like uh, an Eastern European looking last name. Mm -hmm. uh, and so my sense is that this movie was kind of more made for an international audience. It seems like it was pretty much staffed by an international team. So that all jives. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was certainly, they probably hired a lot of people that were working in the countries they were shooting. Mm -hmm. um, last, last intro fact before we dig into it. This movie has nothing to do with the 1973 George Romero movie called Season of the Witch, uh, which is, I believe, a softcore porn uh, housewife movie. Um, Looking it up right now. Also called, aka Hungry Wives. Uh, Hungry Wives. But again, this is George Romero, like the zombie guy. So, um, and then also has nothing to do with 1982's Halloween 3 season of The Witch. It is its own thing. Uh, and yeah, so, oh, quick, before we dig into this more, Adi, <laughs> I want to know why did you pick this movie? Because you had a lot to choose from. It's true. Um, why did I pick this movie? I picked this movie because I didn't think anyone else on your list would pick it. <laughs> and I think there actually is like a lot of good material in it. I think this is one of the like really enjoyably bad uh, Nick Cage movies. It's it's and and an underrated one. It's it's a totally forgotten Nick Cage movie. Mm -hmm. uh, so I figured for all those reasons, why not have the person who can talk about it talk about it? Cool. I think that's great great choice uh it certainly was fun it certainly was it was very different than a lot of the movies we've seen i did uh, like this is the first movie set in the like distant past i think that we've watched um because most of the movies have been contemporary or like maybe like set like 30 years in the past like i know um uh lord of war starts off in the past a little bit but you know like and like corelli's mandolin that one we have not seen slow. Um, very slow very slow yeah so it was cool. I mean, and also it's a rare, and maybe you tell me if this is wrong, but a rare like fantasy cage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, like there's Sorcerer's Apprentice out there, but right. 
yeah, it's it's pretty few and far between. So I thought that was kind of cool to have like a little bit of a different uh, vibe. Um, but yeah, so let's 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 dig into this. You guys, let's. Uh, okay. Where do we want to start? All right. Thoughts in general. Let's start at the beginning. The start Crusades. The Crusades, yes. <laughs> That's right. Thirteen or, minutes. The Crusades. Or we could start at the very beginning where they His kill those ladies. His partner on the Crusades is played by a very obviously Jewish guy. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Ron Perlman. <laughs> Who carried the whole movie on his fucking back. I love Ron I mean, Perlman. Without, without trying, without lifting a finger. <laughs> he was just like, I could He's do this He's a very in my strong sleep. man. He's physically imposing, you know? He's it makes sense. Like 40 or like 20 years, uh, Nick Cage's senior fighting alongside him in the crusades crushing a man with a hug i <laughs> uh, we could start at the very beginning though because that's oh, yeah. when the witches the witches are hung from the bridge oh this is actually good because so i've seen this now three times and the first time i watched it i missed the very very beginning and so i spent the whole movie wondering if there are actually witches oh yeah <laughs> whereas if you actually watch the beginning Okay, you know there are witches. You know this girl is about to be a witch. Like, you know, right? Well, it's Witches weird. are real in this world, yeah. They're, well, are they? Because there's no witches in this movie. No, what about Spoiler alert. No, the, the, the three women at the beginning, the one who rises from the grave, so you from think, the water grave. Do you think that, no, but, but do you think she was a witch or do you think she was just possessed by a demon like, spoiler alert, the other woman? Yeah, that's a great question. That is a great but question. But then actually, you know what? Maybe not to get to the end, but maybe you're right because there's two parts of the book as we learn. There's the exorcism section and the witch section. So he does flip between them. And, and I assume the guy at the beginning was reading from the witch section and it was working. So maybe you're right. I'm sorry. There are witches in this world. We just have to do a part two of this. <laughs> so, so in the scene, in the very first scene, we get um, a little bit of a, so I just want to, Chris turns to me and says, is that the dog? <laughs> And I knew exactly what he was talking about. Yes. The out. <laughs> so it's uh, Rory McCann from Game of Thrones and uh, Hot Fuzz. I uh, was really excited to see him. Unfortunately, he did nothing and showed up nowhere. He was Aside from the very first scene. Five well, seconds. My, my note is that even in that one line, like he basically was the hound. Like he was right. like, it's dead enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go have some chickens. So did he have an accent? That's a good question. Or I guess he I did. I think he was British. He, the, he is British in real life. He's yeah, Scottish. Ooh, he Scottish let everyone actually. do whatever they just normally do. I think no one tried. Well, all right. So let's talk about the accents because this is a big part of the movie for me is that they hired a lot of very British actors for this movie, aside from obviously Cage and Ron Perlman. So like Claire Foy literally played the Queen of England in the crown uh christopher lee super british christopher lee oh my god uh robert sheehan irish as hell uh <laughs> like i think there was one dutch guy and then like a lot of british people and then they made them all talk in american accents yeah was that was so bizarre. weird also anachronistically like had them say a bunch of things that americans would say in 2011 right yeah. <laughs> so my theory is that they were like nick cage can you do a british accent and he's like no 
And they're like, all right, we'll just we'll just work backwards from that. See, in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, when they got Kevin Costner out there and he couldn't do a British accent, everyone else just did one. He just stuck with his his bullshit. Yes. Oh my God. I, I was trying to look into uh, occasions where Nick Cage has done a British accent. Um, and there's I don't did I send you this clip? I don't think I did. There's um there's a clip in uh, National Treasure 2 where he uh, runs around in a museum and he like uh, just yells stuff in a fake British accent. <laughs> um, Chris, I'm assuming that we, uh, we don't have, uh, yeah, I think we, I forgot to, to give me some, one. give me some time. Give me some yeah, time. Well, we got it. We got it. Okay. We'll, we'll loop back to that. Uh, it's bad, but I sympathize as someone who really struggles to do a fake British accent. I totally sympathize, but the difference between him and me is that no one pays me to act. Um, and, <laughs> Uh, also, there's a movie, I believe it's called Outcast. Have okay. you seen that one? No. No. Uh, Outcast movie. Uh, it's from 2015. Stars Nick Cage and Hayden Christensen. Okay. okay. Um, it's a... Uh, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, it, the first part of that movie from the trailer appears to be the same as the first part of this movie in that they're in the Crusades and then they leave the Crusades. <laughs> but the second part of this movie appears to be mostly the plot of jujitsu, but like with like Japanese feudalism. This poster is amazing. Okay, here is the just the audio from Cage's uh, British scene. More interesting than that. She thinks that even when I'm right, I'm wrong. Isn't that right, Abigail? Just because. Well, let me see if I can get this audio louder. He's not attempted a British accent yet in the clip Chris has played, but he will. <laughs> it's not that bad, but it's pretty bad. Okay, here we go. It was at 50% enhance. Zoom. I answer a question quickly doesn't make it wrong. Not if the right answer is something we need to figure out together. As a couple, that's what couples do. Sure. And you and your missus take it up. Oh, now look what you've done. You brought the little bobbies down on us. You take the missus outside. Is that it? When he said bobbies? Oh, there's more. There's more. There's more. I'm staying right here. Ben. What's he doing? Good afternoon, sir. Hello. Been drinking, have we? Just a nip. Just pop down to the pub for a pint. Bit of all right. Going to arrest the man for that. Going to detain a blighter for enjoying his whiskey. Sorry, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> a blighter for enjoying his whiskey. All right. Get the bobbies down upon us. <laughs> so it's proof he can do a flawless British accent. Yep. Would have shows... been good enough for this movie. Anything would have been good enough. Yeah. Maybe it was Ron Perlman. We're not going to dig into that. Oh, yeah. But I bet Ron Perlman is like a trained Shakespearean actor. I'm I, not going to look this up. God bless Ron Perlman. I don't Ron think Perlman, you can fault him for a second. I would, he was wonderful. I was like, so, I believe him. Everything he says. All right. So we got we got our two characters, our two main characters, whose names are inexplicably, Nick Cage's character's name is Bayman Van Bluebrick. Blame Bayman of Bluebrook. Uh, so a long name, and uh, then Ron Perlman's character is just Felson. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder if he's based on an actual historical figure, perhaps, and that's why it's such a complicated name. Mm -hmm. what, 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 why do they? I just I don't know why one guy gets a fancy name and the other is just <laughs> fucking Felson. Felson, right? Felson, th that really bugged me. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna kill my ring light. Okay. <laughs> um, Ron so they... Perlman is Felsen. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe that was setting up for a uh, a sequel. Anyway, I've I've thoughts about a sequel. But anyway. So yeah, make sure we don't make sure we loop back to the thoughts about the sequel. So Chris, you want to show us some uh, scenes from their crusade? I also have no idea. Oh my god. Sorry. Oh Jesus. Oh. All the clips are playing at the same time. Guys, I'm gonna go ahead and mute myself. Oh lord. Oh no. Okay. Welcome to my world, guys. We just got demoned. Welcome to my world. Now, uh, sometimes what happens is all the clips play at once. Uh, and in those times, I have to go to studio mode. So give me a moment. I'm going to studio mode. Talk so much. All right, we're going to keep chatting. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think of that? The whole Crusades bit, Eddie? The whole Crusades bit, it, it, I kind of admired the choice to keep putting the year of like, like it's a montage of battle scenes. Right. One going into the next, going into the next. And they keep throwing the year on there. And I was like, they thought, anyone watching this would care about the timeline which is crazy because those years are super inaccurate yes like they shifted the whole timeline of the crusades forward such that it would correspond with the black plague so these are all real battles that did not happen you know that happened 200 years earlier it's incredible it's all incredible um i thought wait i didn't know I that meg what I didn't know that they the dates were like 200 years off. That's insane. Yeah, that's true. I think Chris is, Chris is a little laggy, but we'll get back. Adi, you still there? Yeah, I am. I think I got a little laggy too. Um, you, look, you look fine to me. I think I think it might be on our end. So Okay, great. Um, so my other thought from the Crusade segment is that I think the guy who was barking out orders for the Crusades, the guy who called himself like the, the messenger of God, Mm-hmm. he seemed really committed to his line <laughs> oh he i was t- all right so i was talking to meg about this he's a will arnett character like 100 percent. that guy looks like a character being played by will arnett like he doesn't look like anything else it's insane yeah. all right i have all right so i had the clips fixed uh the uh i do have something that i i pulled together uh that might be cool also for some reason we no longer appear on the screen. That's fine. They can hear us, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, I tell you, Meg, sometimes I just... You got this, Chris. You, uh, you made this technical marvel. It's got so much, sometimes so much work. Sometimes I just get so... All right. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. So I this is this might not be the right time to show this because I have made uh, like a montage of the buddy clips from the film between... Uh, Ron Perlman and Nick Cage, and there's parts of it there in the Crusades. So why don't we just watch the Crusades part, and yeah. uh, we can tune in later to other stuff. So here we go. Look at that rebel down there, Bayman, just waiting to meet the Lord. I pity any man whose last face they see is yours, Felsen. The wig. The only sin you Look will at this guy, this Will Arnett. Is Whoever slays the most <laughs> oh, that's Will Forte. Will Forte. Will Forte. I'll take that's the 300 on the left. You take the 300 on the right. But if we divide them evenly, who will buy tonight? Can space? I just pause this for a sec? He says, I'll take the 300 out of the left. You take the 300 out of the right. I'm going to go back so you can see how many people are they're looking at right now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. There's, there's a big middle that they're just not going to touch. Like, there good are thing, thousands of people. Like, like thousands. <laughs> legit thousands. 
And he's like, 300 on that, 300 on the right. All right. The left, you take 300 on the right. But if we divide them evenly, who will buy tonight's drinks? Oh, you're buying, my friend. Is there a lot of drink buying back in 1300? Fine, I'll kill all 600 myself. Look at Cage's helmet. Look at that. It looks so stupid. You're fine, my friend. And then it's Miller time. <laughs> dilly dilly. They they go and they get wasted. Uh yeah, the line from the Crusades montage that really stood out to me was uh what is it? It's uh did you ever get the feeling that God has too many enemies? <laughs> oh I feel like God. that was their whole budget for the movie. That and the CGI scene at the end is uh, yeah. what they spent their money on. They're like, all right, for the rest of it, you guys are in the woods. And uh, that's it. Wormwood <laughs> forest. <laughs> Specifically wormwood forest. So, all right. So they, uh, they are in the Crusades. Um uh nicholas cage's character accidentally kills a woman he uh gets spooked by that and he says that's it we're quitting the crusades no and my crusades. my my thought there is that they expect us to believe that he hadn't killed an innocent woman right. during during like decade-long murder spree that was the one that was the woman one woman too many i guess yeah okay meg were you, so, were you going broke to the cages back Weren't you going to start this episode with a thesis that perhaps this was a feminist film? <laughs> I was just joking. I remember some talk of making. <laughs> I making... was like, I was telling Chris, I should, I should come in big swimming, a uh, big swinging, excuse me, and try to argue the point that this is a feminist film. But uh, I don't think that I can even bullshit on that for very long. There is, <laughs> there was a moment, there was a moment where that thought passed through my head in the thing but they they blew it to bits and i have the th note here there was clearly no woman involved in any aspect of the writing <laughs> of this movie that is very true yeah i mean they the only woman in the entire sh movie they kept in a cage the whole time and then they called her a witch and you're like oh they just don't understand women like oh this is like gonna be a metaphor for whatever no right she was evil <laughs> She was evil, and every single hysterical fear they had about her was understating. And that priest guy from the beginning was totally true, right, about everything. Yeah. Yeah, don't, it's a very, very misogynist movie. Don't trust her demon ways. Well, and, like, there's the moment where they – sorry for jumping around, but where they're, they're talking about how strong she was, right? Right. And uh, – and, uh, I forget if it's Bayman or Felson says to the other, like, I've I've seen a woman take down a stronger man without even lifting a finger. I've got that like clip that. in the buddy in the buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's so stupid because like they were talking about her physical strength, and they were, and and then the the reason that it's not strange she has that strength is that like a woman ripped him off once. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's like oh. It's let's just let's just move on that she just like completely could bench one of us for no reason. Right, right, right. No, to to dismiss the fact that she could bench one of us, let me remind you that no woman can be trusted. Yeah, but you know they all suck, so it's all right. <laughs> so oh it's a God. watch. Jeez, 
this movie. So yeah, so so we we are well, they're they're quitting the crusades to they, do they, what? They quit walk the along the water. Not unlike the plot of uh, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights or Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. This is it was when uh, he came back from the Crusades. Hmm. Maybe this. So is I have the- a theory. I have a theory about how this movie was written, and and you saying that it was a spec script honestly aligns with it, which is that I think this is basically a D and D campaign. <laughs> and sense. so the D and D campaign starts with two retired soldiers aimlessly walking around, and aha, an adventure for them <laughs> that will that will redeem them. It's right. like we've come across a town. I'd like to see these guys go on more adventures. These two yeah. deserter uh, crusade guys. Except, oh wait, they died. Spoiler at the end. So now, never mind. Not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, the writer of this did write the the movie Escape Room, so maybe it's a you know a guy who loves puzzles. Yeah, I did write down a line from the Crusade Battlefield. Did you already say this, Adi? Because I was fixing the um the other screen <laughs> where he says what is it friends like god who needs enemies or something like that or you said god has too many enemies i wrote down friends like god who needs enemies friends like god who needs enemies that's steeper uh, uh, yeah yeah so they 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 happen upon this town and and the line is finally a town yeah a town <laughs> it's like a fucking castle, like with fucking crows swirling atop it, and like. Well, before they even get to the town, they stop at a little uh, farmhouse. Yeah, and, they, and uh, Ron Perlman's like, "Oh man, I would kill for a chicken." They're surrounded by sheep and cows. Like you could literally eat anything, and he's like, "I want a chicken, though." <laughs> yeah, and, and they, we they, they we play ravaged bodies. Yeah, yeah, we get our first uh, we get our first uh, plague ravaged bodies. Not our last. This movie is a. Uh, Tour de force of plague makeup. Really just a lot of really creative, disgusting shit on people's faces. You could tell this re- was reworked by many people because didn't know what it was trying to be. Trying to be a lot of different things. You got the gross out movie. You got the buddy comedy. You got the war film. You got the horror movie. It's just, it does, you know, it doesn't fit any of those, but it was trying to be, you know, at some points, different points of the thing, you know, ugh. So they end up in this castle town, right? And they have a little uh, oopsie. They have a little oopsie in the town when uh, his uh, sword falls out. And whoopsie, <laughs> oopsie. His quote unquote and sword fell out of its sort of quote unquote sheath in it's front a, of a quote unquote metaphor. child. A hundred percent. And uh, I guess there's people who are crusade guards who are gonna get mad at you for deserting the crusades and can tell by your sword i don't know this is this is the line he finds uh felson and says they saw my sword's crest (laughs) i mean what about all his armor and shit yeah well this was the moment and you might be saving this for later so this is the moment when you turned to me megan you told me where it was filmed oh yes i uh, this movie was filmed on loser mountain (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is true uh, i'm probably uh, pronouncing it wrong but <laughs> it's sarah Lucer. 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 Uh, so uh then we meet um uh christopher lee oof in Christ- like all barely recognizable through his plague makeup yep he's adr it's a, a because they he could not speak through all the makeup so they just 
put his voice on top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, hey, uh, you you guys are arrested for deserting the plague, which again, which deserting the Crusades, which again is not a thing. This was not a thing. Um, <laughs> and they walked and, uh, back from the Crusades. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they're like, hey, you know, you can, uh, you can get out of being arrested if you deliver a girl who's probably a witch to a monastery where we're going to do some anti-witch spells on her because that's the only place that we have the anti-witch spells. What was it called? Severac. Severac. I was going to say, I was going to say we should make Sazeracs and drink them during the show, but I was right there with you. The plan didn't pan out. No, (laughs) it's like, it's, Um, it's so crazy to think of the actual premise of this movie. Cause it'd be like if someone in modern day, like the Gulf war, it was like, I'm done. I'm going to walk back from Iraq. <laughs> Dude, you don't have a boat. <laughs> it was like, no. I'm fucking walking. I can't go to a major city. They'll recognize me in New York. They'll see my army hat. They'll know. <laughs> I deserted the military. Anyway. All right. So, uh, yeah. So we, we, we meet. We meet Christopher Lee, uh, distinguished actor Christopher Lee, who spends the whole movie in bed dying of the plague. There was a perfect awesome. opportunity in this movie for Nick Cage to act how the, ask how the other book got burned. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have a note here because uh, while they're sleeping overnight in a jail for their deserting, uh, Bayman has his nightmare. Uh, about murdering people for a decade um and i i say uh that his uh nightmares are very true to what actually happened like normally when you dream they're like weird in some way and his is no these are the exact same shots we just watched in a slightly more condensed montage yeah (laughs) it's just memories it's not even like you know yeah they're just memories he just went to sleep and had some memories okay i there was a moment uh so he's uh in the stairwell for some reason, they're having these conversations in the stairwell. And, uh, you know, he, and the guy's like, here's your offer. If you go save this girl, uh, you know, all charges be dismissed. All this other stuff. Nick Cage answers immediately says, no. Doesn't even give a chance Ron Perlman to even say anything. Ron Perlman's like, hey, I don't want to fucking die. He doesn't, he doesn't even care. He's like, but no, Ron Perlman just rolls with it. He's like, ah, I'm with him. Okay. I don't know. What? I mean, that's the secret story here, right? Like, they're clearly in love. Yeah. Like, like it's a slavish devotion to him that may be unrequited love, but it's the only way that I can explain why Ron Perlman defers to Bayman's very poor judgment over and over and, <laughs> and over. And let's over. face it, IRL, that would totally be the other way around. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Cage would be the bot, the you know, the the sub or the bottom in that situation, <laughs> and Ron Perlman be you know the older, more experienced. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Ron Perlman has, like, how tall is Ron Perlman? He's a lot of, like, physical... I'm going to look this up. I think he's short. I, I, I put him at, at about 6'4", is my guess. I'm going to guess he's... He's 5'11". My bad. Tells tells us a lot about Nick Cage's height. Yeah. He's 6. He's No, he's Nick Cage is 6 feet, six but they, feet tall. They did that discussion on a staircase, so... There you go. There you go. Why do I have that memorized? I don't know. <laughs> Probably because it's the 31 episodes of this show. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, so we have a we got a little uh, road road movie happening here. We got um, we got Nick Cage, we got Ron Perlman, we got a girl in a cage. We well, got they go and they pick up this guy from the stocks. You think, oh, 
here's the comic relief for the road trip. Yeah. No, just another person to die. He's not funny at all. He's just a schmo. They, I, th- I feel like they wanted him to be, but then they were just like, they wrote in his character description, he's the comic relief. And they thought that got the job done. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Hagamar, yeah, he comes in with like almost this like, like weird, like New Yorker cadence. It's so weird, his character. I thought uh, he was going to double cross them. I thought there was going to be a whole thing. Never he's pays just off. Just another guy to die. He just is a guy who they added. Yeah. Uh, so we got those guys. We got the priest who may or may not be like doing fucked up shit to the demon girl. Like he either did something sexually violent to her or burned her or both. Anyway. Uh, or maybe she's just making that up because she is a literal demon. That so it's is unclear. the other message of this movie. Don't believe women. Right. They, yeah, oh, God, you're another, so right. Another negative message to this movie because right. they're demons. Oh, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so that's they're they're on they're on their way. Uh, <laughs> and Eckhart, who I don't even understand why he's on the team. Who's Eckhart again? The older guy. Is the older guy? Who oh yeah, I liked him. He was the first one to die, right? Yes, it was so reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> nice old man. Just you know, they they literally never even explain why he's on the team. <laughs> so then there's um, someone who comes along the trail and meets um, them along the way, and I have a great clip of him. The altar boy. The altar boy. Also, I fixed this. I managed to fix this. Uh, we'll come back to the buddy clips. I do, oh, I do have that, this clip. I've seen girls destroy men without lifting a finger. How many times do we need to go over this? We were in France, for God's sake. <laughs> the thing she did in the bedchamber. She robbed you of a year's wages. Yes. She gave me so much in return. These are so tonally, like, unmatched with the rest of the film. It was so bizarre when they jumped into those. It's like it's like somebody who has never seen a comedy wrote this script. How many times do I need to tell you? We were in Paris. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> that explains it. That doesn't that does that explains nothing. Someone from Eastern Europe probably gets it, but not here. Uh, <laughs> oh, so there's that... a part this the, the altar boy shows up and they're like, get out of here, you bum. And uh so he, he challenges Ron Perlman to a fight. There's a moment in the fight where the altar boy just gives up flips his sword around and grabs the blade with his bare hands. For no reason, never explained. Here it is. And swings it like a baseball bat. And then back in the right hand. Back this. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why is it upside down? I think the other thing that I really enjoyed about that fight is when they're agreeing to do it, they're like, you're going to kill the boy, blah, blah, blah. And so Bayman says to Felsen, uh, okay, but use your left hand. And and Felsen says, okay. And then literally the entire time he's using two hands. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, okay, just don't use your dominant hand. Don't don't straight up kill the boy. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that part was but just it's really- a one-handed sword. So I think Meg really nailed it when we were, we were talking about it. And I she, what you were saying, Meg, is that the- Ron Perlman probably is like really fun on set, like a great guy yeah. to hang out with. And I that... was imagining. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I was just imagining. Like, all right. So, what was the set of this movie like? Because, like, you know, Nick Cage was being like super serious in the corner and like not 
hang out with anyone. And I just imagined that it was Robert Sheehan and Rod Perlman. So those two people that were just fighting, just like fucking shooting the shit, like having a yeah. great time. <laughs> and so like at some point they're doing the fight scene and that he messes something up and he's like, screw it. And he puts the sword in the wrong hand, starts swinging as a joke. And they fucking kept it in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also want to talk about, because so when I saw Robert Sheehan, he was in the um uh kind of in the Christopher Lee's chambers and then they left without him. And I was like, oh man, I hope that's not like the only time he's in the movie because I fucking love this guy. he So he was in uh, Misfits, which is a great show. If you've never seen it, he has a really intense Irish accent. So I thought it was really funny. They made him talk the way that he did. Um, he was also in Umbrella Academy, which is not my favorite show, but he's a good character in it. <laughs> So I was glad he came along for the ride. Of course, he did nothing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, he saves the day in the end. Well, no, I mean, I, I guess I guess what I meant to say is like he did nothing because his characters are usually very like mm. ambition, like funny, like like very like this was just a very, very straight laced character for what I've seen him as before. Right. Well, uh, no character in this movie had a had depth. That's very true. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and Eckhart, are we going to talk about Eckhart's death scene? How bad, how stupid that was when he just walked into a, a sword and the guy wouldn't yeah. put the sword down? So that, that, that's that, again why I feel like this is a D&D game. Because I feel like that 100% would have happened to an NPC in a role-playing game and is just narrated in one sentence like by into a the sword. Dungeon Master. He walks into his... And he just, the kid doesn't put the sword down. He just right. goes, ah, stabs him all the way. It's like, what the? And it's so slow. He's just walking. Yeah. yeah. He's just walking and he's <laughs> there. He ran into my sword. Like that's, no, he didn't. You he murdered him. He ran and walked, walked into my sword into five sword. times. Uh, all right. Let's, let's keep cruising. So we got, uh, we got our first death. Um, we have a whole scene where, um, Okay. Uh, I think I think this is about where we end up to the uh, rickety bridge. Oh yes. When you think about the actual plot of this movie, it's just man, so thin. <laughs> right. Again, this is this is this is a, a campaign where like we're we're on this adventure. Like you could try and veer, but more or less, I'm gonna get you to the rickety bridge because you have to almost die there. And the bridge sequence. He's like a 20 minute sequence across in this fucking bridge. And they're like, all right, let's send the horses first. Okay. Come back. We can do it. It's, uh. <laughs> it's like they, a logic puzzle. They rewind. Yeah. They go back. We have a clip of the bridge sequence. Uh, is it time for the clip or should we discuss a little bit more? The nuances no, show us the clip. Yeah, no, we uh. have to, we have to make our discussion shorter than the bridge sequence. <laughs> you can see them rewind over and over again. If you let me out, it'll be lighter. Please, I can help. The wagon is sliding it back. It will push. See that they're further back than they were before. I want someone to uh, like to prove them this. Yeah. You won't make it. Let me out. So suspenseful. I wonder Literally if they're going to <laughs> There goes the bridge. Hey, guess who's fucked for getting home? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Only if they live. 
only if they live. Um, also, my she... favorite thing about the bridge sequence is the line right afterwards. Oh, oh I have it. If you want to, you want to see? It? Okay, good. Yes, yes, yes. Do it. I have that in. The, it's in the buddy sequence because it was like another one, one of those oh, moments right. where where they're like, oh, good. I have this whole story. I, I'm not gonna play this right now. Where, where he's like talking about like why he joined the Crusades because of the joke. Yeah. About the priest. Yeah. Fels- like, the, 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 here's the real story. Felson fucks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's here's the That's scene with the the, the uh, here's the post bridge scene. That was a little too close. I've saved your ass a hundred times. Have a little faith. <laughs> I think that's that. That was like a cut line from Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I've only done one D and D campaign, and it wasn't even D and D. It was Monster of the Week, and it was far more interesting than this. Yeah. Shout out to Dan Chapman, our former guest, who ran that. But like <laughs> this, this, this is pretty boring. Right. No, I should I should clarify. Like a, a bad basic D D campaign. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Uh yeah. And also like if she's a demon, couldn't she like magic the bridge to fix it or something? Like if she's actually concerned about dying. Maybe she's right. not. She wants to get there. Right. So like yeah. why didn't she just like magic them across the bridge and just pretend like, oh look, we did it. Well yeah, I, I- I think if she had shown too much magic, they would have killed her right away because they'd be like, oh, ah, who knows? You know, there was something about this movie, maybe you guys might know more, is they had booze. Did they have distilled spirits back in the days of the Crusades? No. Okay, just checking. (laughs) That's on the IMDP page is a historical error. All right. Also, Also, when they're quitting the Crusades and talking to someone who seems like very high up in the in the church uh what does he say he says uh like go to hell basically right let's get the hell out of here yeah, anyway, would not say that he would not say that he's the lord's name in vain in front of the cardinal yeah. <laughs> or i don't know whatever all right so we got we got a wolf scene now we got a wolf attack i did get that scene right before the wolf scene where she's like you're not afraid of me are you if you wanted to see it yeah, yeah, let's look at that. All right, this is a scene where she's like, you're not afraid of me, are you? Which is a deceiver. Guy told me what happened on the bridge. He says you saved his life. With one hand. Hard to believe. We believe. <laughs> she shake weights it all day. Do you believe I'm a witch, Bayman? <laughs> You're not afraid of me. Are you? And <laughs> the light that was so comedic with the light going on and off. Right? It's like right out of like um I don't know, I feel like a ride at Disney World, like a spooky ride at Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then they fight the wolves jump onto their swords hundreds of wolves she summons them let's be very clear yeah she does summon them they all have like kind of weird demonic faces so they're like wolves and then they're like "Ah." yeah a little extra uh oh by the way i watched this with closed captions on and when she summons the wolves the closed caption is girl's voice wolf sound (laughs) (laughs) 
so the wolves wolves come they get the the cgi is not great so uh... (laughs) i guess this is this is a good time for me to tell you that um i might make no actually he's canceled so i can't do this joke but i was gonna make a joke about doing a competing podcast with all the liam neeson movies oh Uh, yeah what would it be called it would be fun to see a fight between the season of the witch wolves and the gray wolves mm. ah that that would be yeah, uh, battle man what did uh, we're not going to talk about on the show i gotta find out what he did now i i, I i'm not up to date on the canceled people <laughs> but uh, yeah oh anyway, god it, it's not it's not in the scale of them it's anyway all right i'll find out later. but what but what's the liam neeson podcast called oh uh the liam neeson uh is uh called um this seat's taken I don't get it. Taken reference. I don't know. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. What about what about something with his name? Yeah, Liam. Uh, Liam. Liam. Actually. No. That's a. This is a uh, tough one. We're usually pretty good at this. Taken is his big one. Liam. Oh. Oh. Uh. Why Ganjin? Sort of Kwai Ganjin. No. <laughs> no. We have to. Every episode title is going to be a pun, though. So yeah. you're helping me out. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so the wolves are flying at the swords. Like, he's holding his sword sideways. Wolf chops itself in half across it. He lifts his sword up in the air. Wolf chops itself. In, then, you know, stabbing. Yeah. So, so, like, they're filming this. They must have had so many swords with, like, fake wolves on them. So they had to, like, pick up a sword with a fake wolf on it, like a wolf puppet, and just wave it around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this wolf doesn't value women or wolves i mean sorry this movie doesn't value women or wolves well the wolf probably doesn't either that's true also, the wolf doesn't know what was up with those those cgi wolves like i feel like they added a full like layer of teeth that wolves don't have yeah i they think were- it was just to convey maybe that they're demonic wolves and not just yeah. regular wolves but yeah. they did that so many times they're like all right we got this effect where we can make a wolf look a little more scary let's just rail on this button <laughs> i think that was their attempt to differentiate between witches and demons and they're giving all the things the demon face like the witch at the beginning they kind of made it look more demonic when it like came back from the dead i don't know maybe that might be something to do with it mm-hmm. ah, who the hell yeah. knows all right let's at move the hell wolf, the wolves as demonic I, I see i see that so we have made it to the monastery to the sazerac huh Oh, what I forget. Before we get there, but before we get there, we confirm that uh, Felsen and probably Bayman are going to die because they talk about what they're going to do after the mission. Oh, so true. So yeah. true. I had it, but I, I cut this out because the clip I had was so so long. I, I cut that part out. He's like, well, where are you going to go? And he's like, I have no yearnings for my homeland like you. <laughs> yeah. Wait, uh, what did you just say, Chris? He goes, Cage goes, I don't have any similar yearnings about my homeland. Oh, I thought you said I have no eunuchs in my homeland. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? There was a part before they get there that I wanted to play for you guys that they start doing the math on lives lost, and I just thought it was a really pleasantly funny exchange. Step aside. Two lives have already been lost. No one grieves for that more than I. Then step aside, or this arrow will be yours. If we falter now, those lives will have been lost in vain. Or will not be lost. Four lives will be spared. And what are four lives compared with the thousands more that would be lost if this plague is not ended? (laughs) Such terrible dialogue. Also, the priest is a British dude. He is definitely slipping in and out of a British accent. Nick Cage is kind of flirting with a British accent. Like, who... (laughs) 
we are somewhere in a weird gray zone also i feel like the names were just pulled out of a name generator because the priest is de belzac de balzac (laughs) which is french so anyway oh here's a uh never mind i'll come back to this i was gonna i was gonna make you guys guess now that was uh who of the actors from this movie claire foy ended up marrying what Oh wow! I'm gonna oh. say she married the guy from uh, the Misfits. Misfits. That that I mean that for um. Oh, he's super. No, gay. I'm gonna say he's really young. Yeah, <laughs> it's the priest. I think yeah, I was gonna say I spoiled it because I brought it up at this, but yeah, she ended up marrying. Uh, his name is uh, Stephen Campbell Moore. They met on the set of this movie and they were married for a long time. Wow. Well, yeah. Something nice came but, out of this. But aren't anymore. Yeah, they got divorced relatively recently. I think. Ah. Uh. Because um, she's a witch, a, not to be trusted. Everyone knows now. Witches seems, are deceivers. Seems like they seem like nice people. All right, so we're at the monastery. Uh, all the mo- all the monks are going to help us out. We're going to curse the witch. Everything's going to be fine. Oh wait, they did. <laughs> they <laughs> They're all, all dead. Did. Yeah, and and then they. We should probably get through this quickly. I don't. Yeah, yeah. We we we, we have a lot to get to. So yeah, there's. I mean, it's just a big battle scene. They bust out the book. They start saying things. She melts the thing. She then she unlocks her cage. Turns into oh, a giant she has demon. A monologue where she's like, "You're actually morally bad too, even though I'm a demon." Oh. We, we all learn a lot about ourselves, and then they, I... they prepare for battle. Yeah, so it turns out she's a demon. Um, we uh, we all fight the 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 plague monks. We're possessed by the demon. Um, let's uh, let's look at the clip of uh, of so, see what this demon looks and sounds like because it's not what you would expect at all. And remember <laughs> this because there's an alternate ending that it's different. Yes. You have no idea how that accursed book has tormented me over the centuries. I destroyed the others. This is the last one. Yeah, that's the demon. Just not what I was expecting the demon to sound like, especially when everyone has kind of an American accent. I also have some good buddy moments uh, from the uh, the demon fighting towards the end here. Uh, I, I just want to play really quickly. And also, spoiler alert, Ron Perlman you know, gets smoked. Also, so the actor who played uh, the demon voice uh, Kevin Killebrew is just a guy from uh, Illinois. Is this his only credit? Uh, no, he's done a lot of uh, voiceover stuff, a lot of video game stuff. Oh, so like what it was, they need to rework all that stuff and they hired a voiceover actor in LA basically or wherever. Probably, yeah. But my, my guess is that his voice is like just a normal American accent typically. Fighting the demons. They're like cockroaches. Cockroaches. You'll be buying tonight, my friend. Saves his ass one more time. And then we see uh, Ron Perlman get the hug of death, which he had administered so many times during the Crusades. He just headbutting the demon. They must have screen tested this, and they must have found that like people were like, well, we'll look at the alternate ending. We can talk about it, but... um. But yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. So he he gets hugged by, he gets hugged by the demon and then he lights on fire and he dies. He gets turned into charcoal. Um, 
Adi, have you heard about the alternate ending to this? I haven't. So it's pretty similar plot wise, but uh, there's one big difference. I did uh, a super cut of the alternate ending. Okay, good. So it's down to about a minute 20 from five minutes. So uh, here's, here's. See if you can spot the differences. I think you've said quite enough. You have no idea that a cursed scrap of paper has tormented me over the centuries. I destroyed the others. This is the last. Oh, boy. Still playing at being a knight. Bring me the book. Bring me the book, and I'll let him live. Well, it's probably enough. Okay. You, you guys get the idea. So, longer, uh, hair. longer hair on the demon. Longer yeah. hair on the demon. So yeah, so we have instead of a CGI demon, we have Claire Foy with a lot of makeup on. Yeah. And uh, they, they they read the, the thing from the book and he just goes, I'm in. And then Claire Foy goes, and then just falls down. There's like nothing that happens. Uh, and then she just turns <laughs> to a normal human. That was it. Uh, yeah. Good Why? times. Good times. So... So yeah, so then we uh we we kill the demon. Uh, Claire Foy uh emerges from her demon spell naked on the ground. Uh, Nick Cage uh is killed as well, and um, he gets to die looking at a naked lady. So he smiles. <laughs> and then she says this as she walks away. Can I play this monologue yes. of hers at the end? So oh yeah. The plague passed and life returned to the land. There are many who say the plague was nothing but a pestilence that finally broke, like the passing of a fever. They don't know the darkness that almost was. The sacrifice is made. The heroes lost. I will tell their story. I was there. I know. Except <laughs> she was you not. don't remember anything. <laughs> Is she saying she remembers everything the demon did? I thought the whole thing was she was possessed and she didn't remember it. She's like, who are you? Yeah, right. Like, I want Why to am I naked? Want to know you. Right. Oh. I did like the uh, scenery in that last scene. I thought it was uh, lovely. They must Mountain have done. Lake. Do you think that they did a lot of shooting on this film earlier and then did a bunch of reshoots and then changed the CGI and stuff. And maybe they added some of that buddy stuff in front of a green screen or. I yes, I absolutely think they did. If possible. It feels like that. Cause it does feel kind of tacked on maybe the there were additional stuff. battle sequences that were filmed a year later and um, uh, filming on green screen. Oh, uh, additional battle sequences directed by none other than uh sex past Brett Ratner. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Red so, yeah. so so the reason i have thoughts about a sequel can i do that now yes please oh, i think it's time so right before she gives that like very bizarre narration which is the only narration in the movie uh they like have this really long lingering zoom in on the book in the altar boys uh sack so so the end of the movie is the altar boy and the now unpossessed girl who had the demon in her before going off on horseback, right? And they zoom in hard 
on the book being in a little pack on the thing like too much just like that's that's what the mcu does to say its thing like i was almost waiting for a cutscene. yeah in the like a post credit post credit scene is like 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 some bat coming in and like burning like incinerating an, a wing on it or something like anyway i would have had a post credit cutscene. you have uh you know the the altar boy he's sitting in a in an office or whatever co- try, furiously trying to make copies of this book and then fucking nick fury busts in the door <laughs> <laughs> we need you i'm assembling I'm a assemb- team of remarkable people <laughs> it's like him van helsing you know he goes to the old old school mgm properties all right what about what about we have a we have another scene back at the abbey there's a priest that survived we didn't see him before it's like a young kid priest he has a spell he re- resurrects nick cage's character that's mm-hmm. the post 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 credit scene where they have Nick Cage come back to life. And no, Nick Cage is Nick Fury. He has the one eye injury. Oh it's yeah. Just, Speaking uh, of that, Chris, you got a clip about that, right? I do. That's a nice segue. So this is something Meg and I heard today on the car ride. We were listening to the Drive Angry um episode of How Did This Get Made? And they talked about this uh interview uh that cage had about about doing the movie drive angry where he mentioned seasons of the witch so here it is i also read that one of the appealing facets uh, of you was the chance to get your eyes shot out yeah i don't know exactly <laughs> what that's about uh, i know on season of the witch which is a movie that i'm also very excited about um i tried to get the producers to shoot my eye out with an, a bow and arrow uh, but they didn't want to do that. Um, so when Patrick, <laughs> within, the, with, yeah, why wouldn't they want to do that? I just still to this day can't understand. But but uh, in the first 10 minutes of my meeting with Patrick, he volunteered that my eye would be blown out with a gun. And I went, hey, I'm in. That's it. It might That's have something to do with some sort of ancient uh, botanic philosophy. So deep. Nine days on the Yggdrasil. <laughs> I'm sure there's some symbolism there, probably. Yeah. I tried to look this up the he's talking about it the tree of life i guess is what the <laughs> idrisil is idrisil uh I but i couldn't understand what nine days on the there's a ship that in in a fantasy novel someone made where do you guys did you guys ever see the movie the fountain no no I all don't. right there's a spaceship that they make that is this tree that is the tree of life so and it's a bubble so it's its own sustaining ecosystem i think that might be what he's talking about i have no fucking idea i think he just says words sometimes i just the more clips i see of nick cage the more i'm just like i would hate him in person i'd just be like so like you guys know about his his uh grave uh, i don't think we've talked about this tell us about the grave i visited it um it's he he already has his plot it's in one of the, if not the most kind of um, revered uh, um, cemetery in New Orleans. And uh, like all of these like local royalty, like Mardi Gras royalty, voodoo people, like the whole whole nine are in there. And Nick Cage in the middle of this very old um, cemetery has a plot with a bright white, pyramid uh and some latin phrase on it that i forget the meaning of now um that is going to be where he's buried someday meg this sounds like a treasure clue i'm not even kidding (laughs) 
<laughs> you think it's a real life national treasure thing? He owns castles. I'm gonna find the photo of me in it, but it's way, way, way back in my histories. Um, but I'll see if I can send it to you, Chris. I think it's this a- when he dies, I am going there and visiting it every year. <laughs> Omnia ab uno, which means everything from one. There it is. What the fuck? Man. Yeah. All right, Chris, let's he's uh the he's the worst. Let's let's move. I mean, he's the best, but he's also the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Uh let's move on. Let's let's uh we'll do the quiz last. So let's do uh let's rank this movie. All right. So stay, on, stay on topic. Time to rank the cage, baby. Rank the cage. <laughs> We're gonna rank this cage. All right, Adi. So here's how this works. We will talk you through this. You will rank this movie on a scale of one to ten, ten being the best in several different categories. Okay. First up, we got the cast of this movie. How excited were you to see the people in this cast? Like, was this like, oh my God, this guy, this guy, this guy? Or was it like, all right, I know a couple of these people. Meh. Yeah, it's a six. All right. Whoa. Love a decisive dancer. Ah, all right. I'm going to give a point for each person I loved. Two for Ron Perlman. One for Christopher Lee. Uh, I'm going to give Claire Foy a point because she's awesome. She seemed great. Uh, and The Hound? The Hound. I'm a five. <laughs> uh, you know how I'm much I get... hate the guy from... Uh... You hate the guy from Misfits. <laughs> yeah. Chris, it was... <laughs> so I think uh, by Chris's logic, I'm a six. Actually, a seven because I do love Robert Sheehan. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Acting. half of my points were were Perlman points coming right out of Hellboy. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. If this movie Perlman had been points. a Hellboy a Hellboy prequel, or I don't mm. even know how you could have made that happen. There's hell involved. Somehow he gets possessed yeah. by a demon, becomes Hellboy. Anyway. If we had a Ron Perlman po- podcast, that would be uh, Pearlmania. Ooh, that's a. I was gonna say Pearls of Wisdom, but no, that's. Ooh, that's also Pearlmania's way way better. All right, so this is acting. This is everybody but Nick Cage. Don't ask us why. It's just what we do. So the rest of the actors in this movie out of 10, how good was their acting? Um, two. <laughs> yep, that tracks. I love ID's dis- decisiveness. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say two also. I'm being generous here. I'm going to give it a... Four. I think I'm giving them extra points because they had to. No, yeah, because they had to act with all that makeup. Some of them had to act with all that makeup I, on. I That's think, hard. I think Foy had a couple really good readings. Yeah, she was. She was pretty good. Yeah, she was good. I, I, Perlman and her Ron, were great. Perlman was fine. You know, he's, he's charismatic. I don't think it I think was. Perlman had fun with the job. I think. I think he looked at the script and said, "Cool. I've just got to be there and be me. Good. Yeah. Let's go." I don't think it was the worst acted movie. Like I didn't find it as jarring as say the movie Rage. I don't know if you've seen that one, Adi. No. Or, or um Rage is super recent, right? It's relatively recent. It's not worth your time. 18, yeah. No good. Just watch our episode with Shiad instead. <laughs> yeah. Uh fun. All right. How fun was this movie out of 10? 10 being face off, one being leaving Las Vegas. How fun is it? Yeah, how fun was I it to watch? This movie's pretty fun. Yeah. And and I do feel like I've had more fun watching it each time I have. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with a seven. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh I agree. It's a seven's worth of fun. Uh, six is worth of fun for me. Cause it just like I was watching this stupid uh the fun stuff is the bad stuff. 
But like the the bridge scene, I'm like, yeah, that's not. Ah, uh, it's a slog. And it, when they entered the slog phase of like, okay, they're going from point A to point B, and we're just gonna be stuck watching this. I'm like, no. But it was pretty good. It's only I nine think, minutes. I yeah. think my gut is an eight, but I'm gonna take off two points for the plague makeup, which was gross and made it not fun for me, and the buddy comedy being like not very well written. Yeah. Uh, and like the jokes not being that good, but like I did enjoy it. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't like. I wasn't like miserable the whole time. I was like, oh look, we're we're going to the crusades. Oh, we're in a cool, cool castle. When that um, crusade scene happened, I'm like, I'm on board for this movie. But it was like so not the rest of the movie. It was like, ah, this would have been so great. Just them laughing in bars, and I don't know. <laughs> so this next one is technical. This is like sets, costumes, hair, makeup sound music special I had effects some sound issues actually on my oh. tv some scenes were super loud and some were quiet mm. uh, i'm going with four done <laughs> no comment Fucking done uh i need to convince myself i i think that they tried a lot in the movie and it's like there's so many movies where they don't have anything in them so like how do you judge those on an even playing field you know and they have the cgi it wasn't great cgi you know they had the plague makeup so I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to go a little higher. I think that the uh, the the makeup was really good. I like the sets on location. I The CGI wasn't great, but, you know, it, was, it wasn't. It was just stupid. I don't know. I'm going to give it a six. You know what? I'm going to bump mine to a six because they burned an actual house down. And uh, I, I applaud their restraint in not playing the song Season of the Witch during the movie. I just feel like that's something they would have. I don't know. I we just would, watched Lord of War, where the music choices were super literal the whole time. Yeah. So I, I, I would <laughs> love to know what the actual title of this film was originally before they like. I think they must have remarketed this whole thing as a. They tried to lay on this buddy drama. They, they tried to make everyone think that this was gonna be Ron Perlman and Nick Cage slaying witches the whole movie, you know, yeah. and just did not deliver. All right, we got. Overall, how much did you like this movie out of ten? Um, I, I, I mean, it's not. It's really hard to to say that when when I enjoy the awfulness. Like, what, what, where? Does I think that that's good that, that you get you gets points for that. How like how much? Think about it as sort of like how much are you going to watch this again someday? Or like, where does I this rank? It at least one more time. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Ooh, seven. Yeah. I was leaning six and like I, I kept thinking, but I really enjoyed it. It's terrible. It is like an objectively terrible and like upsetting movie. Yes. But I had a lot of fun. <laughs> but you got Chris. Six. I'm I'm also gonna give it a seven. I didn't 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 hate it. I thought it was at least a, a fun a fun movie, not a perfect movie, not even close, but all right, last bit, we add or take away a single point for some detail of the movie that we liked or disliked. So whoever thinks of one first. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to take away a point uh, for Nick Cage's wig. I often take away a wig point. It's just, there's so many bad wigs. And this is this is a real gnarly, scraggly, blonde, disgusting thing that is barely attached to his head. Uh, can I also take one away? Yes, of course. Uh, take one away for wasting Christopher Lee. Fair. Yeah. Totally fair. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take away a point for 
making such a big point that they shouldn't go through Wormwood and then just going directly through Wormwood. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a plot point, but they still just fucking do it anyway. (laughs) Uh, Man, okay. All right, let's take it to the rankings. Let's see where where it ends up. Season of the Witch is number 21. Out of... Right below next. Yeah. Out of 29. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, we got we got between next and 8 millimeter. I feel like that's exactly right. You're, you're, yeah. Your system is passing the smell test. Um, now, Adi, I don't know if you've seen this before, but do you have any, uh, any, any uh, quibbles with our ranking here? Anything that you think should be higher or lower? Yeah, you're the guy to ask. Um, immediate yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I... I, I I am personally kind of split on adaptation. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, I I I would put Moonstruck right at the top. Moonstruck's incredible. I think we were we were actually pretty shocked that adaptation ended up higher, as high as it did. I I, I personally was a little bit uh, against it being number one as well, but it's all it's all the points, so we can't like pick and choose. Unfortunately, <laughs> it just had, it worked out that way. If you take this yeah. ranking and one time Meg showed it without uh without the guest numbers because sometimes we get a super fan of the movie and i think sometimes yeah. that'll skew things towards the right. towards the top or lower down so so yeah. uh, there's two different kind of versions of this so like yeah. the rock is higher than i would have put it because connor allen gave it like tens across the board <laughs> the rock is really great it's, it's a great movie but is it better than connor and face off that's a tough call. Uh, yeah, I don't. Well, the three of those need to be next to each other, so raising Arizona should be right above it. There you yeah. go. That would be that would be the correct order. Yeah. Um, <sighs> okay. This is a pretty solid list. I don't have big quibbles. I have nitpicks, but um, that's my own personal taste. And you're doing, you know, a bunch of different peoples together, so that makes sense. Yeah. Matchstick we- Men is is higher than I would go, but um. I think you know what the reason that we put Magic Men high is because like it was a coherent movie, right? Um, it but had some. Like, that to me, that's not a pro in Cage Land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like uh... I found it. I I didn't. You know, it wasn't like my favorite, but I was like, ooh, it's got some cons. You know, yeah. like we like Sam Rockwell, and like like we understood the plot. It... Magic yeah. Men is like a movie that I wouldn't be embarrassed to say. I watched it's like it's an actual movie <laughs> with a beginning sure. a middle and an end and a twist and all that shit anyway. oh man you guys haven't gotten to some of the a lot of the ones that i'd be burying i personally think and i left this off the the worst nick cage movie is the um the oliver stone uh twin towers movie um, oh that's the worst one. Oh god i forgot about that Oh, we're gonna. Yeah, uh, oh. we don't have that one on our schedule. That one yeah. in Colorado space, I'm like scared to watch. So, I mean, I mean, World Trade Center, legitimately, like you take away all of the bad choices that they made in even making it. An hour of that movie is two guys who can't see each other talking to each other underneath rubble. Oh wow. no, that's the movie. Yeah. Oh no. Oh yeah. no. It is not watchable. It is not fun. Oh, that's oh. rough. Okay. Yeah. On that note, let's, uh, let's go to the cage gauge. The two axis plot of cage craziness versus cage acting ability for a given film. Okay. You know what I mean by cage craziness, Adi? We're talking yeah. about, yeah. So out of 10, what would you give cage on the crazy meter from this film? Uh, on, on the cage scale, I think he's a seven. A seven. Yeah, it's higher than I would have thought. Okay. 
Uh, I. It's not craziness. Oh no, sorry, craziness versus acting. Sorry, that's acting. Um, more of what I was thinking. Let's give it a six. Let's go six. Six. Okay. All right. I am hesitant to go very high here because if you look at him, like in the, the, the whole concept of his, his character and the accents and everything, it does feel like like very stupid and crazy, but he doesn't have any like, hey man, freak outs or anything. So I'm going super low. I'm going two. Okay. Yeah, I was going to actually say, yeah, three. I think he's kind of the straight man in some ways. He's the serious religious guy, you know, and he occasionally crashes a smile. What's really important here is what quadrant we win, we end up in, not the score so much. So, <laughs> all right, acting ability. What are you thinking? Very low. <laughs> Very low. This is this is the period where he clearly had island debts to pay off, and he <laughs> turned out so many movies in three. It's like a three or four year period, and they just all fucking came out at the same time. Um, so uh, three. Uh, I am going to go with two in this one, too. Yeah, I'm going to do it, too, as well. It's not good. So, it's not good acting. Oof. Abysmal. All right, let's and... see where this puts us solidly in the less crazy bad acting quadrant. A, a quadrant, uh, you know, that's we have USS Indianapolis in there. We have The Family Man, National Treasure, Bangkok Dangerous. It could happen. Yeah, what is it you. right on top of there? Is it right on top of Bangkok Dangerous? Uh, it's right on top of. Uh, can I enhance? Enhance. I love that you chose the image with his helmet. I mean, that <laughs> was the funniest part. I think this is uh, City next? of Angels. Oh, that might be next. It's City of Angels. Family. This one right here is City of Angels. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, All right. right. So we. So, yeah, there's huh. a, some quality films in this corner, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know. That's where we are at. All of a period. Yeah, you know, it's like we're. I wonder if we'll start to see all the ones made when he was doing that cash grab in this left corner. Right. That's pretty yeah. much what it is. We should do it. We should do it. We should do a time component to this craft and a box office. There's a lot. There's a lot of uh, other levels we can add. Got to deep dive into the data. Deep dive into the data. All right, let's go, Adi. So since we're gonna we're gonna keep this relatively short, but since you are our resident Nick Cage expert. We're going to do a little quiz. Okay. Um, and I think we have a, we have nine minutes on the clock here. Let's, let's see what we can do in five. Okay. Your goal, and, and we will help you out with this, is to name all of Nick Cage's movies by their characters in their year. And you can do them in any order. So you could just spitball. Let's see how many you can get in five minutes. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk through it with you too. And we may ask you to give us a little fact about the ones we haven't seen that you have. So okay. All right, I'm going to hit play. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're going to kill me. All right. Enter uh, title. Let's just grab, okay. let's grab Raising it. Arizona right there. Uh, and we'll uh, do Moonstruck real easy. Um, we've got uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yep. Place Bad, but the Brad's Bud. Yep. Um, uh, Wild at Heart is in these early ones. Uh um vampire's kiss is right up here um do you know what man in sports car is no i'll give you that one never on sunday (laughs) never on sunday Uh, let's move shit that's not right okay tuesday tuesday never on tuesday sorry adi yeah we did it i mean those are your minutes um all right let's (laughs) 
Let's let's go down a little bit and all right. We got Cameron um, Poe, Caster Troy. I know this one. Go. So all right. So the Rock, um, and uh, Con Air, and Face Off. And now you're slitting movie. Gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> oh wait, do I need to say their names here? What am I doing? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. no this is just to help you the titles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know this we've one. Got Captain Corelli's mandolin is up uh, on the next one. I I skipped some that I can probably get, but oh, it's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll bounce around. Uh, Jack Campbell is is that um, mandolin? Mandolin. Yep. Uh, is Jack Campbell uh, trapped in paradise? Is that right? Well, we didn't say trapped in paradise yet, so. Uh... Yeah. No. Okay. So that was somewhere. earlier. Um, we've got adaptation there with the Kaufmans. Um, we've got uh, Jacob Marley is um, the, 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 the Christmas Carol. What? Isn't it something like that? He plays Jacob. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what about Ben Gates? Oh, I know this one. Who's Ben Gates? Ben Gates. Ah, uh, give me give me something else. Give me Yuri Orlov. Yuri Orlov is um, ah. David Spritz. These are ones I know, actually. Yeah. David yeah. Spritz, Spritz. I'm rough on this. It's been, it's been. Oh, it's okay. We'll help you. All I'll right. give you a hint. Let's the Spritz it... Nipper. The Spritz Nipper. Nope. Oh. Uh, is that is that Family Man? No. no. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, let's put it. Give it to him. The Weatherman. Weatherman. Right. Anyway, they those swap in my head. Oh yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, Yuri Orlov is Lord of War. Yes, that's right. Benjamin Franklin Gates is, is that, that National Treasure. Right, right, right. Benjamin Franklin Gates. Uh, eight millimeter is that Acid Yellow? No. <laughs> is, is that is Acid Yellow Bangkok? No. No, I don't know what Acid Yellow is. Joe Ender's is something we just watched, Meg. Is that uh, I don't know. I is forget. that next? No, I think it might be. Rage. Well, let's plug in next in Bangkok no. Dangerous. Next and next is I forget. Oh, it's Chris Johnson, Bangkok. Yeah. Oh God, I can't type. Uh yeah, yeah, there you go. Dangerous. That's uh, okay, we can, just Joe. <laughs> so. Yep, we can throw knowing on there, and we can knowing throw, is uh, what I don't I don't even know what knowing is. Don Kessler, uh, throw um uh National Treasure two on there. Ah. Wait, this, throw they... throw kick ass on there. Um, Big Daddy is this character kick ass. Yep. Um, throw Ghost Rider and uh, Spirits of Vengeance on there. Johnny Blaze. Yep. Um, throw. Um, Here, scroll down, Chris. Let's get some of the lower ones. Yep. Uh, Spider Man Spider- Marvel. <laughs> Spider Verse. Uh, what's that called? Is that the Into the Spider Verse or what is it? Yeah. Yeah. Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Seth, um, I know Seth. Uh, uh, we got um, Sorcerer's Apprentices right here in this uh, 2009 2010 range. Balthazar. Oh, Behemoth. Oh, Guys, Behemoth. Can you scroll down even more, Chris, so we can see the bottom ones? Yeah, uh, we got, yeah, yeah, sure. We got, we yeah, got Season we of the Witcher. Bayman. Bayman. Rick Santoro. So we got, uh, oh, yeah, we got, we missed a Johnny Blaze there. Let's get a. Oh, there's two. Okay. Uh, we left off leaving Las Vegas. Try it, Ghost Rider it, too. Yeah, just do Ghost Rider too. They'll sparkle, sparkle, do it. Yeah. Uh, um. Oh yes. Yeah, so yeah, leaving Las Vegas is Seth, right? 
No, yeah. no, that's not leaving Las Vegas. That is no, City of Las Angels. Oh, good call. But we didn't do leaving Las Vegas yet, though. I don't know what is that. That is, uh, I didn't see it. I didn't see what it lit up. Um, it lit up something. Oh, it's Ben Sanderson. Oh, okay. How about Ben? Is Rick Santoro um, Snake Eyes? Let's try. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. It is. Good job. Himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, that's not on there because that's uh, this only goes to 2020. Oh, save so yourself. He played himself in 1998. Uh, let's let's skip that one. What are the Crudes? Oh, let's crudes. just let's just go free for all. So the Crudes, we got that. The Crudes too. Uh, uh, we got Wiley is uh, Willie's Wonderland. Nice. Is um with a Y, Chris. Is Charlie Lang? It could happen to you. I think it is. Mm. Uh, never mind, Chris. I guess that's not happening. Uh, yeah, it could happen to you. Yeah. Nice. Terrence what? McDonough, two thousand nine. Terrence McDonough. Bang! Uh, uh, that's a bad lieutenant. Good luck spelling that one. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It, I I E U. Just just. <laughs> Oh, oh. Chris. guys, I'm terrible at spelling. This is hurting us all. <laughs> all right, okay. All right, we got... Scroll up, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Red uh... Miller, Mandy. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know Matchsticks Man is on here. Uh... Oh, oh, oh. Um, uh, I saw Fu Manchu on here. Uh, 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 Roadkill. No, what's that called? Uh, oh, uh, Ghost. Uh, uh, Grindhouse. Death Proof. Grindhouse. No, it's Grindhouse. Just type in Grindhouse. Yeah, the movie is Grindhouse. Uh, uh, did we get Moonstruck? We got Moonstruck. All right, let's keep scrolling around, Chris, so we can see a little bit more. Captain McVeigh. Oh, USS Indianapolis. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, God. How did he get away with playing a character named Troy? Um, what about Rage? Did we, oh, we got Rage. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I know that Joe Enders is something we watched. I just don't know what movie that. Knowing was. and next, do we get both of those? Yeah, we did. Yeah, Joe um, Enders is a movie we've seen. We got adaptation. We got Moonstruck. Two. Uh, <laughs> Amo, oh, Eddie, Amos and Eddie, Amos and Andy, Amos and something. Oh, when he's with uh, uh, um, is it with a Y? Damn it! Never mind. Trapped in Paradise. Did we get that one? We got yeah, that one. Did. Oh, do we get Honeymoon in Vegas? No. Oh, and that is that. I love that movie. Oh, that's a we we have a we might have Detective a Jack that. Singer, Amos Odell is Amos and Andy, right? Is that the name of the movie? It's him and um, a- uh, Samuel Jackson, right? I believe so. That's um, supposed to be a good movie. No, but we have um, Edward Malice. That's got to be one. What's the one we? Aranya. Where's Edward Malice? What year is that? Uh, two thousand ten ish, right? Yeah, two thousand six. Sorry. Oh yeah, um, uh, yes. Ugh. he's referred to as Malice all the time. Gone in sixty seconds. Did we get that one? Yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Well, Seven. we're doing the nine minutes, and we are eight millimeter uh, two. Throw it in there. It's uh, not a real movie. Eight millimeter be. three. Eight Sixteen millimeter. millimeter. All right, here we go. Again. Oh, we missed another crude. Let's see some big ones that we missed. Okay. Uh, Valley yeah, Girl. Oh, we that. did watch that movie. Rumblefish is big. Peggy Sue Got Married is fantastic. Oh, we mentioned Matchstick Men. That we've seen that movie. Oh, I said it. And oh, shit. Yeah, we didn't type Wind it in. Windtalkers. Windtalkers is 
Captain Cap Crowley's Mandolin and Wind Talkers are like the same movie. Out the dead. Ah. You want to scroll scroll down a little, Chris, so we can see some more? Yep. Okay, uh, so... Uh, Astro Boy, yeah. Edward Malice is Wicker Man. Wicker Man. Yes. Oh. And World Trade Center, of course. Mom and um, Dad. Which oh, we, we talked about. Him. Running with the Devil, which we talked about. Uh, Amos and Andrew was the one we were trying to get at. Damn it. Mm. Astro Boy, ooh. Yeah. Oh, we missed jujitsu. Oh, oh, fuck! And I can't believe we missed Teen Titans Go to the Movie, where he played Superman voice. I mean, that we—I definitely knew that one. Man, we've yeah. really, we've really sucked. So, how? All right, let's check our total score. So, what do we got, Chris? Forty-one got out of ninety-six. Forty-one out of ninety-six. Yeah. Average score is seventeen percent. So we really blew everybody away. Yeah. We got forty-three percent. We did pretty good. And I will say a lot of these were pretty hard to type. So if we had been able to directly connect our words to the quiz, I bet we would have done if a lot my, You're trying to say if my hands weren't useless twig stumps? How? I mean, I do not think I could have spelled, spelled lieutenant on the first try. L-E-U-Q-U-E. I think it's L-I-E-U. Well, maybe uh, he should have done the typing, and he probably would have done better than than us. Uh -oh. <laughs> be a fierce sparkler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we have we have uh, done a quiz. We have wrapped this up. Um, Adi, what is going on with your life on the internet? What are some things you want to promote for uh, sure. people? Um, so I am primarily doing uh, comedy on Two MB Studios. Uh, so that's Twitch.tv slash Two MB Studios. Uh, and my main gig there is that I am a very active uh, wrestler. I'm the current tag team championship belt yeah. uh, holder, um, and I'm hosting a uh, weekly cooking show with wrestlers uh, on their Thursday night show, uh, QAW, Quarantine Action Wrestling. <laughs> uh, yeah, do you guys know about that? You know about Top Rope? No. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a Top Chef parody. Oh, that's uh, awesome. That we're almost at the end of the season on. Uh, that's been a ton of fun. Um, and then uh, we, so Memorial Day weekend, the Saturday of that, we have a big uh, quote unquote pay-per-view. It's a free event, but it's a beefed out show um, with a lot of uh, titles on the line and um, some big plot developments and cool videos and people will be doing song parodies. It is a, it is a variety show under the guise of a wrestling show. Um, and I absolutely recommend you check it out. Um, we've been doing it for over a year now. What uh, uh what time on the Saturday? You uh, know? Saturday is at eight. Eight eight Eastern time. Eastern Same time, time as the show. Pacific, yeah. And there are two other time zones. Um yeah, uh, we, we don't talk about the two other time zones. It's too complicated. They're there. <laughs> too um, much to think about. Too much bread. That's all I have to plug. Uh yeah, life is good. I don't know. I, I have great kids, so that's most of my time. I'm sorry this this uh well you know I was up to you if you wanted this on the air but we had a great visit from your daughter earlier we played peekaboo it was cute as hell <laughs> very yeah. cute well, kid and, and we played peekaboo so this is the thing is that I I am playing I play improv games with her all the nice. time we've done we do scene work we've done like I think the longest we've gone is 30 minutes on one scene legitimately wow well, uh we were we were working in a cheese cave together um, <laughs> and uh so she she games super well so like you guys uh were like covering your faces so that she wouldn't be distracted by you and she immediately was like okay we'll play and so she covered her face and it was awesome <laughs> well that was that was a fun that was a fun treat i uh i uh, yeah so 
this has been a great show. Adi, thanks so much for joining us. Um, we are going to be back the week after next. We are watching the movie Kick-Ass with our friend Jeremy Weinrich, who is dressed up solely as the character Kick-Ass every Halloween that I've known him. So he is a Kick-Ass super fan. I'm very excited for this. We might be able uh, to make the entire cast costume happen because we know we have Jeremy. I could right. probably cobble together uh, Nicholas Cage's character's costume. You could probably cobble together, uh, I forget her name, but Nick Cage's sidekick's or daughter's character's costume. We can make mm. this happen. We could just have a whole costume episode. All right. Let's, what we usually do is we usually decide we're going to do an episode in costume 10 minutes before the episode starts, and Chris like desperately goes through his closet to try to find Let's just do that. Let's just do that again. Never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's see what we can do. All right, guys. It's been a great show. We, Adi, thank you so much. Sorry we put you uh, to work at the end there, but you did a great job. Uh, And uh, yeah, have a good night, everyone. Have a good one. Unlocking the Cage is produced by The Manager Special. Music by Will Janetta. Check out our other shows, as well as sketches, animation, and short films at managerscomedy.com.